0: You're listening to Every Song Has a Story, an independent podcast that aims to provide a platform for artists to talk about their inspirations and their unique process of writing songs. Big City Productions is committed to carrying on the conversation about local art and culture in your community.
1: Hey, hey, we're back at it, as promised, every Tuesday, and it feels like the pressure is on.
0: Recently, we had the opportunity to speak to one of the most humble cowboys you could ever meet. You may find his picture on a poster with wanted written across the top, but directly underneath his name, it would say in need of tickets.
1: With a fresh string of sold out shows, this songwriter remains a hot commodity. His mix of traditional Western songs and his dynamic originals that fuse textured grooves and haunting lead lines use lyrics that paint a picture like a prairie mirage cast over the plains of Saskatchewan in mid-July.
0: His face may be on the poster, but this well-mannered young man is no outlaw. It would be rare to find a more modest and soft-spoken cowboy who has made as many lasting impressions on people all over the world.
1: He's quick to lend a hand to his neighbors, so naturally he lent his weathered baritone voice to help a close friend of his who had some bad luck and ended up in the hospital with a long road to recovery.
0: A selfless gesture that we could all learn from. I know there's an injured cowboy that could use some help, so we will include more information in the description.
1: If you want to give us some ideas for the podcast, check us out on Instagram at Every Song Has a Story.
2: Sometimes they might be kind of something that you work on for over the course of, you know, days or weeks or months even, and then other ones kind of just sort of fall into your lap. I approach it as as able as I am to just to, you know, try to tell a story or write a song. Obviously, all my neighbors like it because they also live here. Sometimes it just doesn't work and sometimes it does. Hi, my name is Coulter Wall. Um, I live in southwest Saskatchewan, uh, just north of Consul. It's the closest town, just northwest of there, really. And um, we're kind of visiting today about a song I wrote um, just a few months back, actually, called Cypress Hills
3: in the Big Country, which is kind of a little love letter to a uh, place that I live in. So can you kind of describe the day that the idea came to you?
2: I don't know if I can really remember the exact day, but um, I had, uh, well, I, I had kind of for for probably the better part of the last couple of years been wanting to write a song that was sort of um, you know kind of a, a little tribute to uh, to home to um, this sort of the part you know where I live is, is just directly south of, uh, of the Cypress Hills and um, well kind of just at the tail end of the south slopes really and uh, I moved here a couple of years ago and um, that's where I got sort of a little, I got this little place here and, and I'm, I'm sure grateful for it and, uh, and it's a neat little corner of the world um, so I've been kind of, you know, since I've Made the move and want to write this song, um, and I'm not sure what happened as far as the day of, like when it when it finally kind of kind of worked out that I got this this thing written. Um, sometimes with songs, in my experience, anyways, sometimes they sometimes they might be kind of something that you work on for over the course of you know days or weeks or months even, and then other ones kind of just sort of fall into your lap in a matter of minutes, it seems like you're sort of just, you know, end up coming from somewhere, but um, this was kind of one of those where it was just one day I, a lot of these lines come together. I think I was driving somewhere actually when I started to kind of have the words, some of the, some of the lyrics pop into my head for this one and then um, it would have been uh, probably a day or two later when I I picked up a guitar and started putting them to music.
3: Yeah, so what came first, the music or the words?
2: It was the words. Uh, I actually, as a, I'm just kind of remembering this now. It's funny how, you know, when it happens quick, you almost don't, it, it's kind of hazy in your memory. But, uh, yeah, I remember I was driving oh, somewhere. I was probably coming from the Hat. It's like the closest, medicine Hat, I guess, closest big city for me, other than... Uh, Haver, Montana So I probably was getting Picking up something In the hat I'm um, gonna go there to You know Run little errands Pick up groceries Or or parts or something Whatever happened to need. So I think I was coming from there And I I uh, I started to have Certain uh, Lyrics pop into my head And then And then yeah I guess probably when I got home I Picked up a guitar And Started to Kind of Try to put some chords behind those words, you know.
3: And so, do you usually write in silence, or do you have music going? Or
2: yeah, usually it's quiet, or I like it to be quiet, anyways. If I'm trying to write something, I don't have a I don't have the greatest attention span in the world, so preferably, you know, if it's if it's quiet, I feel like I could probably work better as far as writing a song. But uh, it's usually it's usually pretty quiet. Um, wherever I'm at anyway so that's that's usually not an issue
3: and what did you learn when you were writing this song? I don't know if
2: this would count as learning anything but there's sort of a walk down prog- like chord progression that that song has in it and uh, I've been trying to make I've been trying to put that into a song for, for a long time just sort of um, it's kind of at the tail end of with all of sort of all the verses uh, and also the tail end of the chorus where there's sort of a little walk that starts from a C and, and it ends it kind of goes down to an A minor and then eventually down to a D minor but anyways I, it was rewarding to finally get that you know get that sucker into a song because it's something i had been wanting to work with for uh, for some time and it just you know
3: sometimes it just doesn't work and sometimes it does so that was a um, that was pretty cool. And did you write this song with a specific audience in mind?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I ever write anything with an audience in mind, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of, uh, probably the demographics that, I guess you would say that listen to my music, but, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it really makes, uh, that much of a difference as far as the writing. I, I just, um, I kind of just approach it from, I don't know, I, I, uh, I approach it as, as able as I as I am to just to you know try to tell a story or write a song, and, and whether or not a certain group of people likes it or not, I guess it's it's kind of out of my hands. But um, yeah, I, I guess I guess. I I guess I wouldn't say I wrote it with really any audience in mind, other than I hope obviously I hope my neighbors like it because they also live here, the place where this song's about. but yeah.
3: And as the song plays through, um, I'm wondering what part like continues to resonate with you as you think back to it?
2: Uh, I don't know, that's a good question. I mean, the whole song resonates with me, um, just as a whole. Obviously, because it's it's literally close to home. It's a song about home, so it, it all it all resonates for sure. But um, uh, there's certain parts that I think are there's parts about it that I like more than others. I would say just or that I'm more proud of, just as a writer. And um, like the line about the. The, the the hook I guess you would call it is probably the line about the pronghorn antelope, which you know obviously that's a very uh, regionally specific kind of lyric in there, just because it's about a uh, uh, it's about a critter that really only is in a certain part of the world, and it's a it has to do with um, you know if you've never driven by it, if you've ever been on some back road or a grid somewhere, and you never come across any of them speed goats in the summertime and see them kind of flee the way they do and crawl under that bottom wire or wire fence, then I guess you probably wouldn't be aware of what the heck that's about in the song, but that's um that's one of my favorite lyrics that's, that's in there for sure.
3: Have you ever performed this song?
2: Uh, yeah, um, just recently actually. I played it at a show I did Uh, last month I was down south I was down in Texas and um, played a little show down there I don't play too many shows anymore these days but I had a gig down there at uh, Flores Country Store which is cool cool honky tonk and um, I uh, got a chance to sing that song we were running out of songs in the set list the band and I so I sent the band away and did a couple solo and I decided to Throw that one in the set, so it was kind of fun.
3: What was the most challenging aspect getting this song ready to record? Uh,
2: the way I recorded this song was um, I sort of laid down my part uh, all live. So the the vocal and guitar is just me sitting down doing it live, and then and then the rest, um, like the second guitar and the dobro and the mandolin. Are all played by my friend Patrick Lyons, who's a, a great musician and a good friend of mine. He kind of flew all those parts in as overdubs um, to put on the, the track that I had already recorded. So I guess the the hardest part was probably just um, making sure that we had a good, honest take of, of my part, really, because um, I, you know, it's 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 pretty. Uh, it's kind of an on-the-nose song, a pretty sentimental song. So I just wanted to make sure that that was, you know, evident in the recording and that nothing felt uh, forced as far as my singing or anything like that goes.
3: And was there anyone else that accompanied you?
2: Nope, uh, not on that one. On that one, it's just me and and uh, and Pat picking away on all those lead parts on those different instruments. But uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to do, for those, this single and the other one that was released with it, much as a cover of an old Jack Clement song, I kind of wanted to not really do them as a, kind of have them more stripped down, not do them as a, as a band, as band recordings and just release them as kind of more
3: um, um, more the type of type of recording where it's, you know, it's just a few acoustic instruments. And and where was this song recorded?
2: Uh, a little place in Bozeman, Montana. I drove down there this last summer. Um, it's a it's a kind of a cool building. It's an old like cold storage building from back in the day that they've converted into sort of a venue slash. There's a little kind of recording studio part of it too, and it's just a little little bitty building. Like there's not much to it. I, I don't know what the like, I don't know if I can say what the uh, square footage would be, but just a little old brick building that they've kind of turned around into this neat place for music. And um, I had known about it for a while, and but it was kind of it was kind of convenient. Bozeman's a little bit out of the way for me, but uh, I was kind of had a Montana trip planned, anyways. Being that we're, you know, I, I do go down, I do go down there fairly regular. I'm just usually not that far uh, South and West into the state. But anyways, yeah, it was down in Bozeman.
3: And yeah, were there, uh, was that your first time at that studio? Uh,
2: it was my first time recording anything there. As far as that goes, I, I've actually played a little show, um, in that place. They got, they, they, um, they put on these shows and it's kind of like a series thing. They're called live from the divide. And, um, uh, made, they make. I think they actually do a podcast out of it still. So like, they'll record the show and then put it on a podcast and, and um, have all the you know banter and blah blah blah. I don't. Know, I think there's an interview portion of it too, but I don't really remember. This was years ago. So I'd been in there before. That's how I knew about it, but I'd never. Um, I'd never tried to actually like record anything for myself there. So it was kind of a first for that
3: you said you wanted these songs like a little more stripped down was there uh any unique production tricks used while you were tracking this song no not really um a lot of it was kind of just done out of necessity
2: because um uh you know it was kind of like typically i'd like to have um Typically, I don't like to fly too much in as far as like overdubs or tracks goes on a, on a recording. I, I would rather have everybody there in the room and, you know, recording more of it kind of all all live or at least, you know, have everyone there in the same in the studio. But the way this deal worked out, it was kind of just out of convenience. Um, basically, I, I went down there. I think it was around Canada Day weekend or maybe the weekend after can't remember but um i went down there and then you know, i had to come back up i was you know chores and whatever i was telling you before about yearlands I, I couldn't really be away for too long and the guy that did the overdubs he's based out of nashville so he was pretty far away so i figured you know just just for the sake of of uh Convenience and with everybody being so far away, and with me having go back home fairly quickly after the recording was done, I—that's sort of why I approached these singles the way I did, and and because they're stripped down too, Um, it just worked out easier for everyone, for me to kind of just go in and and lay down the core track, so my parts, and and then have um, and then have the overdubs flown in, since there's only a few of them anyway
3: so is there a funny story that comes to mind when you're thinking back to the recording sessions
2: it was a pretty um pretty painless process i guess one funny thing was you know that old that building that uh, that they've converted into this studio it's funny to think about you know trying to sing a song out of some place where there's probably like a side of beef hanging that way back in the day <laughs> some be with it being an old court cold storage building but it was kind of a quick process didn't take too long luckily we're in and out of there pretty quick we had a good good studio engineer and he uh he got everything set up used some ribbon mics and away we were
3: and so where is the best place that we can find this song
2: pretty much everywhere as far as streaming goes it's uh it'll be on spotify and apple music and itunes and all that junk um youtube and what have you we're uh, down the road i'll probably gonna do like a a physical release like a few years ago i did a couple singles and we put them on uh, like an old 45 record which was cool it was something i'd always wanted to do and so i'll probably do that again with this one um a little bit down the road it just takes a while to get those made and then shipped and then you know ready to ready to sell them but uh for now it's a, it's available for streaming and download wherever, wherever you do that as far as music goes but uh, yeah 45 is down the road
3: so what can we expect from you in the future oh well, just more of the same really
0: nothing uh, nothing crazy i mean i'm not reinventing the wheel that's for sure but more
2: more stuff uh, that's kind of you know more country tunes and some more band stuff i got sort of coming up you know i talked earlier about how these singles are pretty pretty uh, stripped down there's no rhythm section or anything it's just me and then a couple other instruments for accompaniment but um i got some more full band stuff on the way as far as new songs and things like that goes but uh yeah just more tunes and more albums
3: okay well what advice would you give uh, anyone starting out as a songwriter? Um, that's tricky. There's a lot of probably real jaded answers I could give to this question, but I won't. <laughs> um,
2: what advice would I give to somebody? I don't know. Just, uh, I mean, everybody always says write about what you know, which is almost cliche, but it's true, you know. I think, um, I think that's one of the kind of universal rules, if there are any for trying to write meaningful songs. And then the other, the other thing is, is um, you know, have good source material as far as like, listen to the greats, you know, that's one thing I guess I could always, I, anyone would do well to, to learn from is just, you know, if you want to be, figure out who it is that you like their writing or you like their songs or you like their music, and then you know go down the rabbit hole like figure out who is their influence well, who who is their influence's influence and, and you know who did who did they like and who did they play with and who did they write with and kind of like just absorb as much of that as you can and really be studious about it and then you know naturally that that's that's going to influence you and in your and your writing if, if that's what you're doing i think so yeah that that's probably the best advice i can give is You know listen to the good stuff and really listen to it and um and then you know write what you know about
3: all right and with all your travels i'm wondering if there's anyone you want to give a shout out to or anyone that listeners should check out
2: i could go on and on i'm a big fan of a guy named uh, adam carroll he's a great songwriter um artist i don't think i don't know if he plays too many shows he's kind of a He's kind of like me. He doesn't really play too much anymore, but he's a great songwriter, and I've been a fan of his for years. Um, and then, of course, um, my buddy Vincent, Vincent Neil Emerson, is one of my good friends. We've uh, done a bunch of tours together and run into each other quite a bit on the road. He's a great songwriter, too. He's, he's, um, he's always out there playing somewhere, so go see him if you get a chance. Hey, I'm Colter Wall and you're listening to Every Song Has a Story with Big City Productions. Sometimes they might be kind of something that you work on for over the course of you know days or weeks or months even and then other ones kind of just sort of fall into your lap. I approach it as as able as I am to just to you know try to tell a story or write a song Obviously, all my neighbors like it because they also live here. Sometimes it just doesn't work, and sometimes it does. So.